Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite Winter is coming. But before we get into it, for your fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming tonight. A lot to live up to after last year. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just say I am itching to get to Hangman Page <laughs> versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, I'm still really itchy. Like my uh, knees, elbows, fingers, soles of my feet. That's not the song, mate. Are just itching and it's pissing me off. But nevertheless, excited for tonight. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm itching to get there. Um, great looking card on paper. I don't expect any more matches to be added mm. after time of recording, but it will be just our look. The mm. four have been announced. Uh, the main event, Wardlow versus Seidel, uh, Shida Deeb 3, and um, MJF versus Dante Martin. So, you know, if they add a fifth, which they might, mm-hmm. but maybe... Instead of a fifth match, one, Danielson Bryan is going to go long, one would expect. They're Danielson Page. Yeah. And maybe, a little uh, hint to stay towards the end, there'll be an angle that will take up some of that time. Yeah, indeed. I, I feel like we normally have sort of five matches around this time of day normally before Dynamite, and maybe they chuck a, an extra one There's on. There's usually six. Yeah, um, nearer the time. But like you say... This is not a regular dynamite. This is a special. This is a special with, well, aside from, you know, no offense to Wardlow, Seidel, three matches that merit going long. You've got the history of uh, Deeb and Sheeta and just more, longer, more women's wrestling on AEW, please. You've obviously got the dynamite diamond ring final, which is, you know, needs sufficient time as well. And considering what MJF is, was able to do with Darby Allen, working with Dante Martin, a, a high flyer, more more so than, than, than Allen. I think there's a real potential for a show stealer, arguably, there. And then, obviously, the world title match, give them as long as they need. Yes, I expect it to be absolutely incredible. Let's start with that, in fact. Let's start. AW World Championship, Hangman Page 
Uh, Brian Danielson, Hangman Page, and the news today, in character, frustrated at the lack of matches. But, you know, it's one of those things, sometimes the lack of something really makes you crave it again. And, and I have vivid memories of him obviously winning the world title. And the fact that all we've really seen is an attempted or a teased bookshot lariat here or there means the potential Danielson Page is, is so thrilling and who leaves us as world champion. Yeah, it's one of those things where in creating a special attraction in which they kind of have arrived at that with um, Hangman Adam Page, this is the time for him to be the attraction. This is for him to wrestle what realistically... If this match falls below the four-and-a-half-star level, I think a lot of people will consider it a disappointment. Yes. And if that sounds harsh, if that sounds spoiled, one, it's just the world we live in now where match quality has been emphasized as a ratings draw, as something that um, generates interest in pro wrestling for the last however many years. And if it sounds cruel and it sounds harsh, then uh, tough titties. (laughs) This is the level they're playing at now. The um, established in-ring AEW standard has created these expectations. I expect them to not be um, failed tonight, but there's a huge amount of pressure. But this is why you put your best wrestlers in the spot. Hangman Page is an incredible, explosive babyface. Brian Danielson is, in fact, Brian Danielson, one of the mm-hmm. best technical wrestlers and storytellers of all time. I'm very interested in how this match unfolds. When we saw something like... Um, Danielson versus Omega, you knew that Danielson was going to sell the living hell out of those V-triggers. You knew that the the subtext of the match was going to be Daniel Bryan had to retire through head injuries before he was reborn (laughs) as Bryan Danielson. Let's play with the anxiety of that. Of course, Danielson's selling performance was amazing. Other than surely given how great they are, this match is going to be great. I never really put these two together. A lot of it is because, not because I didn't think it would be a great match, but when you hope beyond hope that Danielson was going to sign for AEW, Omega was the first one. And, you know, Omega and Paige aren't so different as workers. They're both incredibly powerful, explosive guys. So maybe we will and hopefully will get something um, along the same quality lines as uh, uh, Dynamite Grand Slam. Watching Hangman Paige do a lot of selling it's going to be very interesting. How mm-hmm. can he hold the audience's attention, particularly when it's going to be a long Danielson match and Danielson's playing the heel? I expect this to be done so well in a way that Danielson will do his incredible control sequences and he will make Hangman's plight so good that uh, so like sort of affecting and like perilous that when Paige eventually gets through his um, repertoire it'll just resonate all the more. Like, he's going to keep him on the mat. He's going to try and grind him down. He's going to try and bend his limbs in all sorts of horrible positions. <laughs> so when he finally creates the space and propels into that space with something like his incredible um, suicide dive, it's going to get even bigger a pop. It's going to feel like even more valiant to come back. Um, as for who wins, I don't have any doubt to you. No. But the job is, in the moment... In the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th minute, you're going to think Hangman Page is absolutely knackered. You made a real, you've made a real point uh, ever, well, almost ever since Danielson's arrived in this company of how well they've established. It's not just the, I always get it right, Busaiku. Busaiku It's not just that. It's not just a submission. He's demonstrated it in recent weeks. He can get you with almost anything, and that's going to be the beauty of it, as in 
it's not just waiting. To, well, if he's not hit the knee, then it's not the end of the match. I'm not even going to bite on this potential near fall. Like you say, you and I both agree that Page probably retains. But now you're like, oh, bollocks, because he put away that guy with this submission yeah. or he put, he put away that guy with stomping on his head or whatever it may be. He can use the heel hook to neutralise the um, the spring from the uh, buckshot lariat. Um, Hangman Page, he's got this wonderful kind of move arc, if you like, where charting his journey from, like, self-loathing babyface who believed himself to be the heel to the guy who genuinely started to believe in himself and then eventually won the title. Um, it's always, like, clutched at people's legs. If it was Nick Jackson to prevent him from winning the gauntlet match or in a moment of atonement at um, All Out 2020, it was him trying to wrap his hands around... Um, Kenny Omega's legs mm-hmm. to prevent him from being superplexed or at um, full gear this year when he was countering the V-trigger by just wrapping his arms around his leg. Bit of a cowboy law, but like <laughs> it's not mystical supernatural bollocks. It's actually, if you pay attention to what the wrestler's been doing all of this time, you'll be richly rewarded. He could prevent that Busaiku knee by just grabbing it at the yeah. very last second. Like Paige's physical explosions are awesome. But his timing is among the very best in pro wrestling. Nobody is better at catching a high spot without it looking like a catch at all. And no one ever looks like they're catching Hangman Page's, um, not the Asai moonsault, the Orihara moonsault. Yeah. Because he just simply is so precise and his timing's so great that he just looks like he's flattening them. And it really looks like an attack, not a high spot. So, yeah, I'm expecting this to be incredible. Yeah, I mean, just their names written down on a bit of paper is exciting enough. You've obviously got the road to, and this brilliant graphic I wanted to show you. I'm not sure if you've seen this. I saw it on Squared Circle today. It's a shout-out to user Southern Length 2623 for sharing this. Uh, one side, Hangman Page in a barn with a cowboy hat and a world title, and then <laughs> in a, a sort of wintry scene for Brian Danielson with the words LaBelle Lock and Key Company and a lot of uh, pictures of... Members of the Dark Order crossed out. I just, I, I, I don't know. Stuff like that really, really gets me going for something yeah. like this. It just proves our fans are invested. If they yeah. care enough to make custom art, then, and they all get plastered all over socials and Reddit, it just means it's a big major match, which this is. I hope they really get a rating. Yeah. Absolutely hope they get a rating. I'm not firmly expecting one, if I'm being perfectly honest. I just think our West Coast decision has just completely knocked everything for a loop up. The excuses will have to stop in 2022. Call me a ghoul. Unless everything gets locked down again. Oh, don't. But call me a ghoul, but would quite like Hangman Page to get some colour in this. Just for the bit where he's stomping on his head and he sort of sits up dazed out of it. Maybe he kicks out of an attempted pinfall there. And those blonde locks have just got that streak of red going through it. He's a hell of a bleeder. Yeah. Remember the... Um, Hard way he did on the double and nothing go home show against Janella. <laughs> yep. Let's do that on purpose, please, for my ghoulish delight. But yes, you and I agree Hangman Page leaves as world champion. Yes, but the beauty is they're going to make you doubt that about three, four, yep. five times. 100%. Um, right, let's move on to the Dynamite Diamond final for that beautiful diamond ring that currently uh, on, well, Couple of them are on uh, MJF's fingers, technically, I suppose, the last couple of years. MJF versus Dante Martin. Probably not quite the hero's reception this week that MJF got last week, but nevertheless, like I said, a potential show stealer this. Yeah, absolutely. Before I preview the match and what I think is going to be specifically great about it, um, I this is all happenstance. I'm not saying that in November 2019, 
when MJF first won the beautiful diamond ring at the expense of Hangman Page, he thought, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to win this three times. Meanwhile, CM Punk's going to sign. Not just yet. <laughs> we'll, sit, we'll, we'll give it two years and then sign him. And then because of the association with CM Punk and the marketing of the Chicago Bulls, and of course, famously, uh, Michael Jordan secured the Bulls the three-peat. Mm -hmm. But it's just a lovely bit of detailed thought on MJF's part to do this three-peat pattern when he knows he's embroiled in a feud at present with professional wrestling's Michael Jordan. Great stuff. Uh, we just so what you watch this company for. Just really well thought out details. And so that Twitter game has been on fire of late. And on the subject of fire, this match should be great. MJF can level up to any opponent. We know this. The joy of the character is like he doesn't necessarily have to do this as much because he presents himself as this um, special attraction yeah. figure who's just there to make the big money and he wants to preserve his own star power in the fiction of um, AEW. We'll get another reminder of just how excellent he is in the ring and you're going to see specifically why he's so excellent in this match against this specific opponent. Dante Martin could do a high spot within two minutes of a match and pop your tits off. <laughs> I kind of expect MJF to do the kind of boring on purpose shtick that some heels... Grounded. Some heels do terribly, but he's mastered it almost because mo the a few modern-day heels have recognized, right, okay, the fans out there, the mocks, they like high spots and excitement. I'm going to be boring on purpose. And then they just are, oh, and it's like, oh, well, I don't like it. But at the same time, I don't really want to watch you wrestle at the same time. MJF has his cake and, he is, and eats it too in that regard. He will do that spot where he runs the ropes, motions to perform a suicide dive, stops dead in his tracks, and just does the... Uh, <laughs> it's not like the bird flip. What is it? The arm? Yeah, have some of this. The arm frigger, like, up yours. That's up it. Yours. Um, so I'm expecting him to do stuff like that. I'm expecting him to try and desperately, and for a few minutes, tediously on purpose, ground Dante Martin. But the idea is, with MGF, because he's so layered in his thoughts and his approaches to... Um, laying out a match. He's going to give you, he's going to sell big for some ridiculous high spot. Like, some of the poison runners that MJF has taken in his AW career are like frightening in terms of how effective they look and how dangerous they are. But they're all built towards mm -hmm. by him kind of setting out a stall early of I'm just going to wrestle someone and if you're bored by it, it doesn't matter, I'm going to the pay window. So when MJF <laughs> takes a poison runner or when MJF sells for like a moonsault, it just matters all that more. Um, I'm really expecting something quietly. You said best a uh, potential show stealer in this match. I just think the dynamic's perfect. The way that MJF obscures what kind of a wrestler he can actually be is going to work wonders against Dante Martin. Uh, this should be tremendous. I really liked, uh, um, I didn't really get a chance to talk about it because obviously I missed the review uh, of that MJF Derby Allen match at the pay-per-view. I just love how MJF makes up the time to wait for someone to do a move. You know, sometimes a lot of people complain that they are going out and waiting for them to leap off the top rope or in, in Darby Allen's case, do that insane, it's not a suicide dive, it's just lawn dart or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But in that match when he just starts George oh, the God, guy in the audience and then just turns around and, oh, there's Darby Allen already halfway through the ropes. The timing was awesome. That's the sort of thing I'm expecting tonight with Reed Dante Martin going up and doing his high-flying stuff. Yeah, he doesn't at all do anything like the feed me hands. No. Like the Oliver hands. Let's coin this. Oliver hands. Please, sir, can I have some more? Please. A wrestler <laughs> will do the Oliver <laughs> hands where it's like, right, I'm waiting for your catch. It's all about 
even in these tiny moments of the minutiae, trying to suspend people's disbelief. And that was a perfect call because that spot, I vividly remember it now, of just turned around and then before his head completely moved, it almost got taken off by yeah. Derby. So more of that, just repeat that spot. Uh, Different high spot, yeah, obviously, yeah. but... Some, something along those lines. I uh, predicted these two uh, to face off in the final, and I confidently said that MJF would do the three-peat, like you said. Uh, my only nagging concern now, as opposed to where we were last week, is Wardlow having a match, because I feel like that could be a wrinkle in there of like, would have been fine, but you had to go and get yourself involved in another match with someone else when it should have been tonight, should have been all about me. I still think MJF probably gets the beautiful diamond ring, but there is less, slightly less confidence, although MJF's does this look like a winner tweet the other day popped us huge. In yeah, no, it was drops. class, it was class. I love, love, love how they've booked Wardlow for a match. There's just so much thought that goes into this show specifically when it's at its best because the idea is that Wardlow can justifiably not be present for this match because he's either recovering. It would make more sense if they're going to go this route. If, like, Wardlow might just suit up after the match and then second um, MJF for this one. Because I don't think Matt Seidel will get to it, but it's not going to be a lengthy match. He's going to make swift enough work of a, of a Matt Seidel. Imagine if, I mean, I, I, I think maybe the Dynamite Diamond thing opens the show. But imagine if it starts... It's, it'd be a hell of an opener. It starts... Imagine if the show starts, for whatever reason, just go with me on this, starts with Wardlow, Seidel. Wardlow wins, we assume. One, two, three, MJF music immediately starts playing. He's like, right, time for my match now. Like, yeah. just completely overshadowing yeah. it, leading, you know, There's developing There's loads of, story. like, options they can do. That's a great idea. But I expect, yeah. given how it could play into the finish, MJF versus Dante starts... Commentary mentions no Wardlow to second MGF. He's in deep preparation for his match against Matt Seidel, which is coming up imminently or whatever. MGF is like, looks behind him and thinks, oh, knackered here. Maybe Sean Spears could be there, but he's the whole bit is he's nowhere near as effective <laughs> no. in the role as Wardlow is. Um, and then through some, there's just so many dramatic permutations here. There's the Team Taz stuff surrounding Dante Martin. There's CM Punk and MJF even ignoring the Wardlow stuff. This is going to be... I would, I would think that every second of drama is going to be absolutely exhumed for all it's worth. I'm thinking he's losing the diamond ring tonight. I think he's going to lose it. And then CM Punk, in response, could say, oh, only people from Chicago can do a three-peat. <laughs> you would know nothing about that from Long Island. You can't even get it done once. Look at how bad your hockey team is. Like, There's oh. loads and loads of stuff. Loads of stuff. This is why I'm a nerd for this yeah. promotion. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I'm going to stick with MJF, but a bit like with the, the Brian Danielson match, there's going to come a point where, as confident and cocky as I am about this result, Dante's going to hit something. I'm going to go, I love him, but at the moment, when you get you yeah. with it. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right. Deeb Sheeda. Oh, finally. Hanflo, unfortunately, not here today. Hopefully she'll be back to review this tomorrow because I know he... Uh, we'll be bouncing off the walls that this has been announced. Uh, he already was, I knew that, but he's going to be so excited for this. And like we say, with a, with a show with only four matches on it, yes, there may well be some some promos, etc. But given plenty of time. Yes, absolutely. Um, this should get plenty of time. In fact, I'm pretty confident that it absolutely will. Um, because it's the grudge payoff to mm. something they've actually built outside of the women's title picture. I don't want to ruffle AEW's hair, but you kind of have to. It's like, oh, you've, don't you finally don't you finally care about women? Well it's done. things where you want to heap praise on them, so they go, oh, you like that? We should do more of it. Absolutely. Like, yes! You have to caveat that praise because it's the minimum. It's the bare yes. minimum of what they should yeah. be doing. They should be, when they've got such talent, and it shouldn't just be talking, oh, well, you know, people rabbiting on about the women's matches. Let's get one for one's sake. No, these are two incredibly talented wrestlers. They've built something that people are very interested in. The second match was great. Um, Serena Deeb's attack to set up this third one during the Cheetah-Nyla Rose mm-hmm. tournament match was an incredible beatdown. When you see so many, for her to set herself apart in that regard was great. Sheeda, uh, sorry, Serena Deeb has given an indication of what kind of match it'll be um, on Twitter. She said, this is not going to be another clinic from the professor of professional wrestling. I'm just going to beat this out of uh, Sheeda. Oh, I didn't see that. So they've worked some blistering technical matches in the first two, the second of which was far superior, in my opinion. The first, if anything, was a little bit of a letdown. They discovered their chemistry in the second match, which is encouraging ahead of this one, which I expect to be way more of a brawl. Way, way more of a brawl. Um, no step involved, but you can work a really violent, animosity-strewn match without a step, and I kind of expect that to go there tonight. As for who wins, it's funny this because... Tough call. A tough call. I The story in pro wrestling, mostly, is the hero wins. It's a morality play, and the heroes have got the right morals. So realistically, pro wrestling booking, and I hate this because so many hacks say it, to just explain the fact that they have no takes. That's just one-on-one. You're not actually saying anything there, <laughs> are, are, are you, pal? Are you just a hack? Pro wrestling 101 booking, and I won't be upset with this if it happens, dictates that the wronged, injured, beaten-down baby face prevails and moves on to another feud. I suspect that the winner of the inaugural... TBS title match is going to be a baby face. And I would love Deeb versus either Soho or Ooh, yeah. um, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. That's a shout. See, I, I think I'm going to stick with who I picked from the beginning. So I'll stick with Jay Cargill. But I think Deeb might be winning this as well. Um, I don't know how that works, per se. Maybe we have to do the 
baker face turn. There's a lot of moving parts in my getting to, you know, something like a, a Baker versus Deeb match. Um, but I feel like she might emerge victorious as well here. I could protect, uh, you know, the word that we all hate, but we have to use just because WWE bugging it up doesn't make <laughs> yes. doesn't make it not a booking principle, a tenant of booking, if you like. They could have Deeb batter Sheeta's injured knee so relentlessly that she never actually quits. She could either pass out from the pain, the ref can make the decision on her behalf or whatever. Um, yeah. There's loads of options. It's going to be a brutal chop block in here at some point. Yes, absolutely. It's going to make you remember any time if you've ever injured your leg playing sport. I once had a uh, 20 stone goalkeeper fall on my leg. Wasn't fun. One of my worst football injuries. No one will know this is such region specific content. I'm sorry. You know the pits. Yes. It's informally known as the Pits and Dunstan Gateshead. Um, UK listeners might be aware of it under the name Power Leagues. I think there's various centres. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Five-a-side Power League um, for the Yanks. For our American listeners, <laughs> it's a f- soccer... Soccer astroturf. On astroturf. So basically, when we go, we touch feet grass. <laughs> and it's five players on each team instead of the eleven. And the goals, therefore, are shorter because mm-hmm. it's all about... Und- you can't kick the ball over your head. So it's all about a sharp, intricate passing game. In theory, this never actually happened. <laughs> so we should try and dictate the play. It never actually unfolds like that. So the goals are shorter and the same width, but shorter. Yeah. So you can't hit it in the top bins. So you have to like really work on your accuracy in the bottom bins. I was in goal once. And you know when like you just stand up, just normally like this? Yeah. Shoot up. Right, as if nothing's above your head, why would you do it gingerly? For whatever dickhead reason, right? I know where this, this is going. This metal bar was like eight inches above my head, and I just stood up as if it wasn't there. As if <laughs> I didn't know where I was. And I just went, oh, you fuck. Like, I, I, was, I can't believe I didn't concuss myself. Yeah. I'm hard as nails. Yeah, mine was, uh, was playing football in a sort of friendly lads and dads sort of game. I don't know who the bloke was. He wasn't anyone's dads, but he was... <laughs> it's not even my dad. It's not my dad. He, um, he was just a good goalkeeper, or he owned a pair of gloves, let's be perfectly yeah. honest. But he enjoyed his Sunday lunches, let's just say. And me at about, what would I have been? 15? Ball crossed in. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm Gaza. I'm Gaza in Euro 96. I'm reaching. Except I'm, I'm not on the ground completely. I'm a bit off the ground. And my leg stretched out. And my leg is, you know, just straight. And he landed and my, knee, my leg inverted itself, basically. Oh. I don't know how I didn't break anything. It just sort of like all the muscles in my leg tightened up for about a week. But coming back to this match, whenever you see someone, even though, you know, Sheena may, she's got a knee injury or, you know, she's had, a, had previous, even if she's going into this and it's fine, the moment that happens, it all comes rushing back. I think Deeb wins as well. Um, but I hope, yeah, they do some sort of way to, again, protect Sheeda. But, but then again, those mad knees she chucks on the outside. In three weeks, I'll forget that she's ever lost a match. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, right, uh, let's move on to the final match advertised. Wardlow, Seidel. All I can picture in my head, I love you, Matt Seidel. He was incredibly nice when we had him in WCPW, and I loved him as Evan Bourne back in the day. In fact, I used half of his surname in my character, Adam Bourne, uh, when I made a 2K character back in the day. (laughs) 
All I can picture, though, is him going for some mad flippy bollocks, his his legs landing on Wardlow's shoulders and him going, right, time to, to flip him over, and then suddenly realising, oh, I'm upside down, and this man mountain of a man isn't moving, and then he's just going to pick him up and go, right, Matt, down you go, powerbomb. And in my head, he explodes like something out of Celebrity Deathmatch when he lands on the mat. I think he's going to destroy him. How do you see this? I see this going about five, six, maybe yeah. seven minutes at a push. No palate cleanser. Yeah, I think this is Wardlow's time to really get deep into the narrative of AEW. And it's well overdue. The guy absolutely rules. He's such a great, great presence. Like, his, him just screaming the F word <laughs> yes. at the top of his voice aggressively just owns... Um, I'm expecting this to be a little bit longer than the last two Wardlow matches we've seen against Wheeler Utah and just some dork, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I'm expecting it to be a little bit longer. I think Seidel, having been pummeled initially, will get some kind of a comeback, which Wardlow's going to cut off because his new thing is, I'm just going to powerbomb you loads of times yeah. in a row. The best way of transitioning into that sequence, as far as I can tell, is um, Matt Seidel bloody loves a meteora. And it's going to be a bloody bad idea because he's just going to get rocked on his spine. And then again, 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 Wardlow wins. But as I said, this should follow later in the night with the idea being that he can't be present for MJF. Either that or, and I don't want to book him in this because poor, I mean, when he was Evan Bourne, he did that amazing RKO and he's had this happen a few times. But... I'm already astonished when Wardlow does that thing where he picks him up on the top rope, does the thumbs down, and then brings the knee up. Yeah. How that doesn't injure someone instantly. Imagine if Seidel knocks him down to a, you know, he's a down on a knee or something, or he's selling. Seidel's like, oh, I'm looking third eyes, blah, 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 bollocks. <coughs> comes off the top rope, and in the time it's taken him to get up there and come off, Wardlow's in place, and he's just stood there with his thumb down. Up comes the knee, off goes your head. Yeah, so um, no doubt in in this studio that Wardlow wrecks Seidel. But uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those where we're going to have a really long match, one would assume, before it. So whether it be Deep Sheeter or the, the Dynamite Diamond final, and I'm going to go... You know, you go, oh, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get up for the next match. And then he's going to do that thing with the straps. I'm going to be like, right, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, one final thing to talk about here, Michael Sidgwick. Of course, uh, winter is coming last year. We saw the arrival of Sting. So, does Tony Khan have another surprise planned? He has alluded to this. I can't remember who he spoke to. Apologies. Maybe Busted Open Radio. I believe he loves going on Busted Open Radio. Yeah, they're, they're not top of the charts. Why don't you come to the chart topper? <laughs> you come to us. Hey. We'll, we'll have a chat. We'll clear our schedule a little bit. A little bit. So he was saying to maybe Busted Open Radio or someone that I see no reason. I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. But he says something to the effect of, I expect or I see no reason why not. But I expect... This year's winter is coming to have the same impact as last year. My God, I hope so. The amount of content we got out of last year's winter is coming <laughs> was incredible. All the Sting stuff, all the Forbidden Door stuff. It was one of the most momentous goddamn episodes of Dynamite mm. or, in fact, any episode of pro wrestling TV in years and years and years and years and years. It was absolutely gigantic. Loads of discourse, loads of um, fantasy booking, um, just loads of general shock and discussion, which is great as 
Danielson and Page's ceiling is as a match, I'm still thinking if they have like a five-star match, which is a viable thing to potentially happen, that's still not going to have the same impact as last year. It's just, oh, it's a great match. Mm. It's a fantastic one. We kind of get them frequently. What, you know, else is there? There are three rumors that are, you know, fan projected. Nothing that's been reported as could be happening. But the three bits of fan dreaming I'm seeing. <sighs> Wyndham Rotunda. The former Bray Wyatt. The former Bray Wyatt. He would at least create a lot of news, a lot of conversation, a lot of buzz. But ultimately, there are so many guys in that company right now who they, A, don't want to beat, and B, you want to present as top stars. And you've already got a spooky bastard. And you've already got a spooky bastard as well. Notwithstanding the fact that Tony Khan would never book Bray Wyatt as the fiend in the worst sort of ways yeah. of like coming back from incineration. It just doesn't work in the universe that AEW was carefully crafted. But he, he dipped his toe in with Matt Hardy and yeah, went, nah, and regret, it regret it big. He never even liked the broken Matt Hardy character. He was just being a bit of a wrestling promoter who just thought, I can monetize this. He's a big name. People like him. He's over. He'll get us some ratings. And then he just thought, I don't want to do this broken stuff anymore. I don't think he'll do it again. Bray Wyatt's name's in the mud as well. It's not as if, like, he's a Danielson-level free agent where it's like, he's made the choice to come here, and it's Brian Danielson. How awesome is he? Like, Bray Wyatt's stock's very low. He's got a strong following. That's always going to turn their heads when they want an audience. But at what cost, basically? I'm very low on the prospect of them signing Bray Wyatt. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. I'm just putting it out there mm -hmm. for a bullet point. Maybe a bit, of, a bit of SEO, yeah. if I'm being honest. But people are talking about... It could happen. It would be a huge deal for a week, but at what cost? To the integrity of the promotions universe, how much difference are these big star signings actually making? You'd have to... Bray Wyatt in whatever incarnation, given his name value, can't lose. They've got so many guys who can't lose. That will lead to more star versus, you know, QT Marshall matches, which I can't be asked with anymore. I think mm. they need to be less stingy. So that's one possibility for tonight. I will do a percentage rating of probability. I'm going to put that at 40. Okay. He's too big to not consider, but I just can't see it happening. And no offense to him as a person, but he strikes me as someone who would have left some teasers on social media. Yes. Had this be happening. But who knows? Yeah, Absolutely. I think 40's around the right call for that one. I think 40, I don't want to see it, but you've got to, it's a... So it's a money business, unfortunately, and he kind of has drawn it in merchandise or whatever. Second, a big-scale ROH invasion has been talked about. We know that AEW had some input on Final Battle. Uh, we know that ROH is pretty much dead. They've made some kind of promise to come back, but without contracting anyone. I don't see how that's going to happen. No. But there's people thinking that, given the history between ROH and AEW and the fact that we've already seen Briscoes versus FTR all but oh. confirmed they're going to have a match on AEW TV, that we might, in fact, see the embers of ROH form as one and do some kind of interpromotional rivalry, and they, in fact, can be the winter that is coming. I personally wouldn't do this, and I don't think it's that viable. I'm going to go 30 on this, purely because they could have done something similar with Impact, they didn't, knowing full well that it's not really an interesting story. 
one side's wildly um, more popular than the other. There's the risk of luring yourself to the level of an ROH rather than ROH presenting enough of a threat um, to realistically have some kind of war with AEW. If you look at the storyline framework of AEW, there's no such thing as a combined AEW locker room or team. They're all splintered into factions who are at war with one another. That's how they do their storytelling. So an ROH versus AEW thing, I don't think it's a good idea strategically. And creatively, it just doesn't fit in with how AEW operates. I'm going to go 30% on yeah, I'm that. I'm desperate to see the Briscoes in AEW, but not like that. Yeah, not like that. I'd rather just another continuation of the Impact thing where you see like maybe three or four acts from ROH start individual feuds rather than a collective thing. 30%. I reckon we'll get two or three debuts or Briscoes versus FTR will shoot an angle, maybe. The third thing I've seen trotted around, and I think this is 60, 70, 80% likely, is Kyle O'Reilly and or Johnny Gargano yeah. making their debuts. Absolutely. It's real strike while the iron's hot stuff. Um, Adam Cole, Tia shock wherein it's not like Danielson where he took loads of time to ruminate about his future and then when he came it was still awesome but it's not like that Luger on Nitro kind of adjacent pop it would be for Kyle and uh, Johnny because they've literally just worked NXT like last week um, is the way I see it if I'm going to make a prediction the AEW Dynamite predictor mm. um, the Young Bucks and the Super Click and Bobby Fish do some kind of an angle with the best friends on the night. Lights go out. Kyle O'Reilly, just like a knife through butter, kills some of the best friends. And then, all in the ring, with the uh, the ashes of the Undisputed Era, a little bit further away, the Young Bucks on one side, Adam Cole right bang in the middle. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, one side of the ring, Adam Cole in the middle, the Young Bucks on the other, and the Young Bucks are at first happy that they've been helped in their feud of the best friends slash chaos before realizing, hang on, what, who's, he who's he standing closer to yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Are we made with Kyle O'Reilly or not? PWG history would indicate not. <laughs> Who the hell knows? But like, I expect Kyle O'Reilly or Johnny Gargano to debut. I, I feel it's more likely that we're going to get O'Reilly than Gargano. I think you're right. I think. I, Gargano, O'Reilly, sorry, I know I'm stepping on your toes. Gargano's like pretty much good to go. He set up his pro wrestling tea store. He's doing his Twitch. He's doing every anti. I'm not in WWE move ever. But Kyle O'Reilly's more private, so you just don't know. Yeah, I, th I feel like, genuinely, I feel like Gargano may just decide to take time off until after his son's born, which I think is completely fair enough. Whereas, like you say, Kyle O'Reilly's good to go. And LTST. What were we calling him in NXT? And what is coming? He was cool, cool Kyle O'Reilly. And it's quite cool when it's winter. They're never going to touch cool Kyle O'Reilly. The only time... <laughs> they better bloody not. The only time they're ever going to uh, acknowledge the existence of cool Kyle O'Reilly is in a BTE skit where they completely banter it off. He's going to have a band t-shirt on. A song's going to be playing from that band and he's going to ask who the band is. Something like that. Yeah. Just a little bit better. But I think you're right. I'd say 75% chance that we get to see Kyle O'Reilly tonight. I think if we are going to have a surprise, he'd be the one that I'd I'd pick. I'd suggest it's going to happen. But this is all part of the fascination of the intrigue. And I know some people may turn around and say, well, they're making a rod for their own back. Then they just have to keep bringing people in. No, they don't. They just don't have to have 
Longbone Tone say, yeah, there'll be probably be a surprise. Because he said in another interview a month or two ago, didn't he? Oh, we've got some big big plans, big surprises. Yeah. And it wasn't just like, oh, because that's because we're going to TBS or whatever. I don't know. Just lost a bloody surprise. Oh, I'm really excited. Hamlet's message, by the way, the the two of us. He's unavailable today. He's fine. Don't worry about him. Uh, Or do worry about him, obviously. But don't don't concern yourself. He's fine. He's fine. But he has sent the message. He sends every... Might stay up and watch this one. Oh, why are you doing this to yourself? You're the most dedicated AW fan, and even you go, yeah, but sleep's good, so... Yeah, because I'm aware that I'm a mark, and I'll go, oh, God, Kyle turned up. I've got to get back to sleep. I don't want to feel like... <laughs> I want to feel like it to a degree, but... Not like yeah. that about 5 a.m. in the morning, yeah. fine. I want to be a mark at 5 a.m. I don't want to be such a stupid geek <laughs> mark who touches grass... That I can't get to sleep because my wrestling show was so exciting. There's a certain shame associated with that. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. And your predictions as to potentially, if we do get a surprise, who that or what that could be. Uh, on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... Did you like this chat? Because if you did, I've written a book about AEW <laughs> entitled Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW. But wait a second, that's sold out at shop.whatculture.com or whatculture.bigcartel.com. It is because I'm very popular. However, we've decided to put it on sale. This was not in the original plans, but the success of the book has encouraged us. God damn it, we're going to put it on Amazon worldwide. <laughs> so, so I saw someone today. I don't know if there was an issue with the click-through through our site or something. And it was they were buying... I think it was 606 Masters of Freedom, which is also going to be available on Amazon, and your book. And for some reason, your book was priced at £10,000. It's not that expensive. It's not that expensive. What's, uh, I was going to name drop them there, the person who's done this. What are you doing? But I think I think that issue is resolved regardless. Go and check for it on Amazon, like you say. Um, the rise, uh, the, Jeff, becoming all, is rich enough. Becoming All Elite, the rise of AEW is available in there. And I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell you this or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, we are working on an ebook version, details to follow. I don't know. We shot some videos. We don't know if they've gotten out yet, basically. But yes, keep an eye out for that and, and do check out the book. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, you can follow him at Sidgwick, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The NXT Duper oh. review is available right now, and our review of this show will drop straight <laughs> into your feed as soon as it is released when it comes out tomorrow. But for now, this has been the AW Dynamite Winter is Coming preview. Enjoy the show, and we will see you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com